Welcome to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. Utah food producers provide products that are unique to the state. Those are referred to as specialty crops. And uh, we're featuring a series called Cropping Up. In this series, UPR has been featuring some of these crops, their health benefits, and the role they play in helping us access fresh food. This series is hosted by Emma Parkhurst, USU Professional Practice Assistant Professor and Health and Wellness Expert for USU's Davis County Extension Office. They're produced by UPR's Nick Porath. And uh, today we're going to talk with Emma Parkhurst and Nick Porath, along with Chef Matt Lott from Blackstone Products. They've been helping us to demonstrate uh, so some of these uh, recipes you can uh, cook up with specialty uh, products. I uh, should mention that Utah Public Radio's Cropping Up is a partnership with Utah State University's Hunger Solutions Institute and Create Better Health Utah, a program made possible through a grant from the Utah Department of Agriculture and Food. Also, our thanks to Blackstone Products. And another uh, shout-out, we're partnering with USU's Create Better Health for recipes and other ways to use Utah's specialty crops. And on our website, you can link over uh, for some details uh, on those. So we uh, do welcome in uh, Emma Parkhurst uh, on the line with us. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you uh, taking time. Uh, We also have uh, Chef Matt Lott on with us. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. You bet. And in studio, this is unusual. Usually you're through the glass engineering this program, but uh, in this case, in studio with me, Nick Borath. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to be here. I had to clear my busy schedule to, that's, that's to make right. it up here to the station. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I should mention our producer, uh, Stefan Rigby, is engineering today, so shout out to him. Um, so um, I guess uh, let me just ask Emma Parkhurst, um, and we'll play, a, we'll play a clip here. Um, what is a specialty crop? That is a great question, and can I just tell you, when I first got approached about this, I wasn't too sure. (laughs) So this was also a great opportunity for me, but as I've gone through the series and as I've talked to growers, I've come to learn that specialty crops is really just a term in the agricultural world to describe crops that are like fruits and vegetables. You can also include honey and cut flowers, but for the purpose of our show, we really focused on fruits and vegetables, those foods that are really nutritionally charged and can be a little bit unique to the state as well. Okay, great. And and so we're going to talk about the benefits of this. But I guess uh, an overall, I guess just 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 a pithy thing is, is things that are special to Utah, right? Yeah, exactly. So like Utah, tart yeah. cherries are big. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, oh, Nick, uh, anything you want to do to set up this first one? It's uh, the first episode is called "What Is a Specialty Crop." Um, I, I don't think there's, uh, really too much to set up. Uh, uh Emma and I kind of set the stage for, uh, you know, what a specialty crop is. We, uh, for this first one, we went down to, uh, where was that? Was that down in, in, uh, Murray? Was that Emma? Yep. It was Sandy at oh, the Miracle Sandy, of Ag event. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We went down to the Miracle of Ag event and, uh, yeah, we interviewed some people who were getting some local specialty crops from Utah growers and, yeah, it was a it was a great experience. It was a great way to set things off, and yeah, I think that's all that's all I got. Okay, well let's uh, let's hear this. This is from our cropping up series. What is a specialty crop? The Hunger Solution Institute is an institute where we work together with agencies, professors, and community partners uh, to solve hunger here in Utah specifically. We have nutrition security 
and food security. They're a little different because food security is just getting people food that is readily accessible. It could be any kind of food, but nutrition security is trying to help provide that nutrition element so they can um, ha- also helps prevent disease and onset of disease. And here at our um, miracle event, we have some of that happening. We have local potatoes, beef, pork, goat, uh, cheese, and jam, I think is what we're giving out today. Specialty crops, are they involved in this today? Yes, they are. And some of the specialty crops are the berries that are in the jam. So we're giving that out. They're Utah-grown products as well. And then we have potatoes that are also a specialty crop. And specialty crops are defined in Utah as fruit and vegetables, tree nuts, dried fruits, and other horticulture products. And so we're really excited to be able to provide healthy produce that we're able to give out to these families. So we're out here in Sandy today. I see some cars. They are getting food loaded in, right? Yes, they are. They're getting Utah-grown products. Great. Let's go ahead and talk to one of the participants, see what they are looking forward to. All right, so what is your name? Carolyn. Hi, Carolyn. So what are you most excited about today? This is my first time coming through here, and um, I'm excited that it's. it appears to be more fresh whole foods than some of the other places. So... I'm looking forward to produce and meat. That's great, thank you so much. So let's go head on over and talk to Clayton Beckstead. He is the director of the Miracle of Agriculture Foundation. Now, do you have any experience with specialty crops? Yeah, I mean, for sure. So obviously I'm the one that is putting all of this together. So I've learned a lot about you know, the potatoes and onions and different seasons and that. And so the potatoes was donated by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Okay as well as the hamburger and so world-renowned growers right not just here in utah but i mean they're they're recognized throughout the world and so that's some of the products here today and so i mean this is as good a food as you can buy really anywhere in the world i mean especially here in utah so we're just super proud of what we're giving away today and and we're just happy people are here getting it so there is uh, that first uh, episode in the Cropping Up series, What is a Specialty Crop? Uh, Nick, that was, uh, I like all that ambient sound. That was, must have been fun to get that audio. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Emma and I, we uh, kind of had a process where we would go down, meet up, and I'd set up my audio equipment, and we would kind of go in with a vague idea of like what we had for the episode. We had a goal, but we didn't really have any of the questions everything like we did everything on scene we kind of you know felt it out and I think that was a, a great creative process we were able to put our heads together and say okay so there's we've got x y and z here here's what we can focus on here's you know what like we uh, I think we had a good creative process I, what, do, what do you think Emma I think uh, I think we did a good job right <laughs> I mean I think so this is my first experience with radio and <laughs> Nick was really great and just like he said we were able to put our heads together and kind of go off the cuff, really, and just roll with it. Um, made it a lot more genuine. So I really enjoyed it. I thought we did great. Before we bring uh, Matt in, uh, I want to uh, back up with you, uh, Emma Parkhurst. Uh, tell me a little bit about your background, what you do with Extension, what you what you try to, the information you most want to get out there. Yes. Yeah, so I am over health and wellness programming for Davis County through Extension. So. I teach health and wellness classes, provide resources, things like that. Um, and now health and wellness is just about everything. So I have some certain areas that I like to focus on based on what we need in our county and my areas of expertise. 
So I really focus on nutrition education. I'm a supervisor for Create Better Health in our county, so I have a team that goes out and provides that nutrition education to low-income families, SNAP-eligible folks. Um, And I also focus on physical activity initiatives, suicide prevention, food preservation, a whole bunch of different stuff. Mm. And this is totally parenthetical, apropos of nothing we're talking about here, but you, uh, your undergrad was Colorado Mesa University, I think. It was, yes. So my degree is in kinesiology, so fitness and health promotion at yeah. Grand Junction. Yeah, I just mentioned that because I, I, I love Grand Junction. Pretty cool town. Anyway, uh, back to the program here. Let's, uh, let's uh, welcome in uh, Chef Matt Lott. Um, so tell me a bit about uh, your background. Um, so I've, I've been a chef uh, as soon as I could work. I started washing dishes and then uh, worked in restaurants uh, throughout my early 20s. And now I work at uh, Blackstone Products, primarily doing marketing and content creation, helping with their videos on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. Um, just showing uh, easy recipes for people to do and, and take home and, and cook. What's your favorite recipe? Um, so far, anything um, like just using fresh vegetables for sandwiches and stuff like that, just kind of uh, seasonal dishes. Oh, great. Uh, we have a couple of uh, segments here that feature you, so let's uh, let's go to that uh, next one. Nick, you want to set this one up? So this was our first one at a... Uh, actually, no, our second one at a farmer's market. Sorry. But this is our first cooking demo. So, uh, yeah, we had... Uh, Blackstone set up with a booth and yeah, they were doing live cooking in front of people, giving out free samples and super tasty, great participation. And yeah, I think it was a, it was a great, uh, great way to just kind of put out the display of, look, these are specialty crops. This is where you can get specialty crops, but also this is what you can do with specialty crops in your own kitchen. You know, it, it was a, it was a good, uh, Good way to set off our cooking demos, I think. Well, let's hear this, uh, our next segment from uh, Cropping Up. We are kicking off our cooking demonstrations for Cropping Up, and it looks like you're using a lot of fresh produce today. Yes. So we've got a couple varieties of peaches that we're going to be using for a French toast. We've got plenty of heirloom tomatoes, different varieties, summer squashes, broccoli, arugula, lettuce, leeks, scallions. Yeah, we'll be incorporating these into a few different dishes so a huge variety of specialty crops. Yes. Are you familiar with that term? I am now working here. Yeah, so specialty crops, uh, local crops grown in Utah by farmers. I'm sure I don't know all of it, but. No, that's okay, and I think people might not know what it means, but once they realize it's really just fruits and vegetables, a lot of people do know what it means, so. Cool, sounds good. All right, so now that we have heard what kind of produce Matt is cooking with today, let's go talk to those growers. What's your name and who are you with? My name is Marissa Nelson, and I'm here with Nelson Farms, and we're selling peaches here at the Logan Farmer's Market. Peaches, and we saw that you gave some peaches to Matt for the cooking demonstration, right? That's correct. Let me ask you, how did you get into the world of specialty crops, and specifically why peaches? So my husband is fifth generation farmer over in Perry, Utah, and so it's just part of the fruit way there, and it's a part of our life. Our kids know nothing different. They can tell you all about the fruit we bring, the varieties, um, which one's better for eating, maybe better for canning. It's a great way of life, and and we love it. It's hard work, but um, it's, it's really good. It's taught my kids a lot, so it's been a good thing. From your perspective as a grower, why are specialty crops so important, especially to our community and to your business as a grower? I think the number one mantra of a farmer is, not mantra, but maybe just a motto or just what we go by is we're feeding people. So we want it to be the best that we can grow, the best varieties. 
you can't go wrong with peaches and we not only do the fruits and vegetables but we also raise cattle we have hay we do wheat and so it really we've become very good at chasing our tail we're so busy all the time lots amazing thank you so much marissa yeah you bet all right i see another one of the producers that matt visited let's go talk with them what's your name and who are you with i am penny cowley i'm with lost creek farms so we saw that you provided squash, arugula, peppers, and tomatoes for Blackstone's cooking demonstration. Can you tell me a little bit about how you got into the world of agriculture, like specialty crops and the things that you grow? Uh, to be honest, it started 22 years ago with my father-in-law said, hey, there started a farmer's market downtown. Let's take the leftovers from our garden. And we had a cardboard table that first year and we took master gardeners courses and learned how to grow everything organically and it's important so you can get quality food that you know is healthy because it doesn't have the pesticides, doesn't have the herbicides, but also it's the atmosphere and the community that it creates. When you're selling directly to the public, you know the people that you're selling to and it becomes a family. The other growers are family, the longtime customers become family and it's just, it brings the community together in a way that not very many other things do. That's great, well thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, let's move on to our next producer. All right, what's your name and who are you with? Uh, my name's Craig Rieger, and I'm with myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. And so you sold some leeks, shallots, kohlrabi to Blackstone for their cooking demonstration, right? Right. So let me ask you, how did you get into the world of growing, specifically specialty crops? I have been growing my own produce for 50 years. I had the ground, I wanted to do something with it, and I like to eat, and turns out that I can sell stuff and it pays for my hobby and uh, I get the best produce. I look at produce in the store and it's just not what I would want to eat. Right, it doesn't doesn't compare to that stuff that comes right out of the ground, right? Right out of the ground and and same with putting it up, you know. Comes right out of the ground and you put it up that day. So that's, that's why I do it. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. So that's uh, from our series, Cropping Up. And you heard uh, Emma Parkhurst, who's with us, uh, along with Chef uh, Matt Lott from Mac Blackstone Products, also with us, and producer uh, Nick Porath with us as well. So Emma Parkhurst, uh, a lot of these were recorded at uh, farmer's markets and related events. Uh, these are these are pretty important uh, venues. They are. It's a great way to support our local growers and, like they mentioned, getting those that fresh produce. Um, something that I, I loved that episode. I loved hearing the different ways that the growers got into the world of selling their produce at farmers markets. I think something that that last producer talked about how you go to the grocery store and it might be a little wilty, right? You can tell maybe it was frozen. When you're supporting local, you're getting it from you know in our state, if not in your community. Um, so it's it's not on the truck as long as fruits and veggies that are coming from out of state. So I, I don't know. I loved that episode. It's my favorite one, I think. Uh, Matt, I want to ask you about, um, uh, you know, I think people come in maybe with uh, stereotypes or preconceived notions about grills and griddles, uh, of what you can cook on there. Maybe um, you, you probably expand their vision with what's what's the most surprising thing that to people when you demonstrate these recipes? Um, I just think how user-friendly a griddle is. It's not like a traditional uh, gas grill where you're worrying about things falling through or getting flare-ups and stuff like that. But I think just about anyone can cook on a griddle, and there's so much versatile food you can make, like French toast and hash browns. Um, It doesn't just have to be, you know, burgers and steaks like that. Uh, 
You were mentioning before uh, fresh vegetables for your sandwiches. Um, yeah, so I think that um, the, the best part about uh, this whole experience was just kind of uh, figuring out what to make on the fly, you know, seeing what was available and kind of pairing things up just while we were there uh, based on, you know, I, I wouldn't have thought to put kohlrabi on a sandwich, but um, one of the vendors, you know, they, they just had beautiful vegetables and it turned out uh, being being delicious. Mm. Uh, Nick, uh, any surprises to you? You've you've gone out to all these events, right? And uh, of course, your focus is recording, but uh, any things that jump out to you from the, the people you've met there? Um, one thing uh, that kind of caught people by surprise and me as well is, you know, we've all had grilled vegetables and things, but uh, the peaches, that is something that kind of took people by surprise and me by surprise a little bit with the French toast, grilling peaches. You know, you don't really, fruit's not one of those things you think to grill at the top of your head. And so I think that was a, a really interesting, uh, really interesting way to display that. Yeah, Matt, uh, talk to me about that. Yeah, uh, putting fruit on the griddle. So yeah, it was it was really simple. You know, those, those peaches were so delicious; they were ripe, and all they needed was just a little bit of heat to kind of release those natural sugars and and soften them up. So yeah, that's that's all it was: just peaches, a little bit of heat, caramelize the sugar, release some of it, and it was it was the perfect topping uh, for the French toast. Almost like you know you get in a peach pie. Yeah. I should mention, if you go to our website, upr.org, go to the cropping up section, uh, you can, we won't play this today, but uh, there's a video there of uh, cooking demonstrations. Also, you can get to some recipes uh, from our uh, website as well, upr.org. Well, let's, uh, let's go to a break. Uh, much more uh, to come. We're talking um, with USU Professional Practice Assistant Professor and Health and Wellness Expert for USU Davis County Extension Office, Emma Parkhurst. Uh, also, UPR's Nick Porath. And we're talking with Chef Matt Lott from Blackstone Products. Uh, UPR's Cropping Up uh, series is a partnership with Utah State University's Hunger Solutions Institute and Create Better Health Utah program made possible through a grant from the Utah Department of Agriculture and Food. Our thanks also to Blackstone Products. We'll have more following uh, this break. Thanks for listening to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. We are highlighting specialty crops today. It's our Cropping Up series, and uh, the host is Emma Parkhurst, who's health and wellness expert for USU's Davis County Extension Office. Producer is our UPR's own Nick Porath. We have them in the studio. Well, Nick in studio and Emma on the uh, telephone line. We're also joined on the telephone by Chef Matt Lott from Blackstone Products. He's been demonstrating uh, some recipes on the Blackstone Griddle as part of uh, these events uh, as well. UPR is cropping up as a partnership with Utah State University's Hunger Solutions Institute and Create Better Health Utah program made possible through a grant uh, with the Utah Department of Agriculture and Food. And our thanks to Blackstone Products uh, as well. Um, so uh, the next one we want to play from this series is Buy Produce for Your Neighbor. That's a, that's a program, right? Anything, Emma Parkers, do you want to say about this before we play the, the episode? Yeah, so Buy Produce for Your Neighbor is a food drive designed to help those in need of fresh produce. So oftentimes you'll find a booth at farmer's markets across Utah where you can purchase extra produce at the market and then drop it off at a Create Better Health booth there. And then that food will then be donated to the local food pantry. So those who may not be able to afford it or access that fresh food now will be able to thanks to this program. So, Nick, anything behind the scenes on this episode? 
So this one, we went down to the Ogden Farmer's Market down on uh, 25th Street, and it, uh, we, I, yeah, I, I, I think Emma hit the nail on the head. I think uh, it was just a, a great way to highlight a great program. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that's you. You kind of uh, Nick. You kind of spent your summer at farmers markets. Uh, kinda... <laughs> I do. I uh, I know. I know my farmers markets. I yeah. uh, I ran a booth for a, a farmers market for yeah probably about five six years, and so uh, I'm well versed in the crowds and in uh, particular. I, I worked at that one in particular yeah. a good handful of times. And, yeah, yeah. I it was good to be back. It almost took me back. Right. Uh, anything? Any war story you can tell us from? Uh... Your time at the the farmers markets. Oh, geez, uh, uh, mostly anything surprising that uh, happened when you, your time there. Um, nothing really too bad. It, the worst part was doing the winter markets. Sometimes the weather wouldn't always be on our side, so uh, going through the canyon wasn't always the best. But no, we always had good luck, and it it was always a a good time. Sometimes you know you, you had your your grouchy, unruly farmers market customer, which yeah. in the farmers market crowd is. Is quite rare when you're doing customer service, but they're out there. But uh, no, it was it was pretty pleasant overall. It, you also had your rainy days and your dead days, which yeah. were uh, kind of soul sucking because you know you had all this product and nobody to buy it. Right, you right. know nobody comes out to the farmers market when it's rainy. But no, it was uh, it, it was a, a good good chapter in my life, and it was fun to go back and kind of revisit it a little bit. Yeah. Um, so just one more question on that. There, I'm not aware of a winter's farmer's market. How, how far into the winter? So it actually, the, it's so in Salt Lake, it's the Salt Lake winter market, and it goes technically longer than the summer farmer's market, or at least it did when I was doing it. Yeah. So I believe it starts in November and then ends in April. Wow. I think. Yeah. Okay. So you can still get some local produce. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In, in no, oh, you'd be, okay, yeah. You would be surprised, actually. And in, in one of our episodes, I don't believe it's this one, but in a, one of the ones that the listeners might hear today, oh, we do actually address that. And so, yeah, their uh, winter markets are out there. Fresh produce in the winter months is out there. So yeah. you can still access these specialty crops year round yeah. from Utah growers. I'm delaying us getting to this segment, but I had an interesting conversation here. Emma Parkhurst, is this, I mean, this news to me, probably not to you, that you can get local produce, I guess, into the winter months. Yeah, it's, it's incredible, and I, I don't think you're alone. I think a lot of people don't realize that. Of course, different things grow during different parts of the season, so you might not have access to fresh peaches during the winter, but you'll have other other crops that thrive in the colder colder months. So like Nick said, they're out there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good to know. Yeah, good to know. Uh, Matt, you do, I don't know, you do demonstrations, I guess, at these these farmers' markets and, and like events, uh, right? Do what... Uh, uh, do you have anything surprising stories or war, war stories you could tell us from from these events? Um, you know, I think the the thing that surprised me the most um, about this event was just how affordable it was to buy so much produce for to to feed everyone. You know, we kind of went in there uh, typically when we do demos and give out samples. It's it's not uncommon to spend you know five hundred dollars on food, something like that. But uh, we we're typically getting just. 20, 30, 40 pounds of produce for, you know, under $150. So I think that was really eye-opening, and it kind of motivated me to uh, go to the farmer's market more just from, like, a cost-saving perspective. Yeah, especially in these inflationary times, right? Important. Yeah. For sure. Okay, well, let's hear this now. Um, buy produce for your neighbor. This is our next episode that we're playing today on uh, from our Cropping Up series.
in the summer when we go to the farmer's market every weekend, we um, want to encourage people to buy more fresh produce since it's in season and it's um, less expensive when it's in season as well. Let me ask you kind of a random question. Are you familiar with the term specialty crops? I don't think so. I mean, maybe if you explain it, <laughs> I'll be like, oh yeah, I've heard of that. But I think that's exactly what's going to happen. So you mentioned fruits and veggies, and those are those are essentially specialty crops. That's kind of a term that's used in the agriculture world to differentiate between common crops like alfalfa and grain that's grown for like pigs and things like that. So it's really like fruits and vegetables, things that are a little bit harder to find in the grocery store. So maybe like tart cherries, specific kinds of peaches, things like that. So I've heard a little bit about this program that you're promoting today, Buy Produce for Your Neighbor. Can you tell us a little bit about how that program works, how it might be getting those specialty crops into the hands of Utahns? Yeah, so basically people here at the farmer's market, they can buy extra produce and donate it to us or um, we go around at the end of the market and see if any farmers have um, extra produce that they didn't sell that they want to donate and we then donate that produce to a local food pantry. We help food pantries and people with low income have access to fruits and vegetables. Awesome, well thank you so much Kelsey. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> Alright, so let's head on over and we'll talk to some growers, see how they like the program. What is your name and who are you with? My name is Annie Dunaway. I am the owner of Urban Prairie Agriculture in Ogden, Utah. Very cool. And what kind of things do you grow? I grow tomatoes, leafy greens. I have probably the most herb selection of any other farm. I have um, cucumbers and squashes as well. Awesome. And those are all specialty crops, right? Yes. Yes, they are all specialty crops. Are you familiar with the program Buy Produce for Your Neighbor? I absolutely am, and in fact, I have a button on my cash register just for that. <laughs> That's amazing. So tell us about that. How do you like that program? I love the program. Giving back to my community is incredibly important to me, and um, I don't know, access, equitable access to fresh produce and healthy produce is super important. It's part of my company's value systems. That's amazing. Yeah, getting those specialty crops that you grow into the people's hands. Yeah, into everyone's hands, not just certain people. Yes, absolutely. And so how many pounds did you donate last year? Last year I donated just over 1,200 pounds to the program. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I felt pretty good about it, and I hope to meet or beat that this year. Well, best of luck to you. Thank you so much for talking with us. Yeah. Thank you for stopping by, guys. So that is... Uh a segment from uh, UPR's Cropping Up series. Emma Parkhurst, anything else you'd like to say about uh, Buy Produce for Your Neighbor program? I don't think so. I think just getting the word out there so more people are aware of what it is. You might see the signs at your farmer's markets, and now after listening to this, you're like, hey, I'll go buy even, even just one or two pieces of fruits or vegetables. You know, Donate that. Somebody's going to enjoy that that would not have had it otherwise. So mm. I encourage everybody to look for it at your farmer's markets. Yeah. Oh, great. Great. That's a great. Great program. Um, so the next uh, segment we're going to hear uh, also features uh, Matt. Um, let's Nick, you want to set this one up? Yeah. So this is our last episode that we did. So we did this one at uh, Pittingill Fruit Farm on uh, Fruitway and out in uh, Willard. And let's see, it was about a month, a little, little under a month ago. Uh, that we recorded it, and uh, yeah, it it was a great way to end the season. Uh, there's a a big focus on peaches. This was another event where we had grilled peaches, and uh, 
it was uh, oh it was i think a snickerdoodle seasoning with the french toast and the fresh peaches oh, it was it was really really tasty but also really great participation and uh yeah i think we had some surprised people there as well seeing like oh grilled peaches i wouldn't think to do that mm-hmm. but yeah it was a it was a great demonstration great way to to end our uh, our segment of cropping up it's going to resume in the spring but uh yeah this kind of capped our uh, Emma and I's portion of it, and I I was kind of bummed. I feel like it ended as quickly as it began. It <laughs> flew right. on by. That's right. Yeah. Um. So before we hear this, Matt, um, you know, people maybe are going to be interested in recipes. You can go to upr.org and and uh, find some recipes. That, I guess maybe recipes at Blackstone as well. Um. Yeah. So I, I submitted all the recipes for everything I cooked at those demos. But um, feel free to check out our website, BlackstoneProducts.com. We have a whole recipe section, um, re- recipes written by me and by our other chefs that I'm sure that you can incorporate all these specialty crops into and sub things out. What uh, What kinds of things do you like to especially do with your recipes? Um, I, I personally just like doing things um, that are simple but upscale. You know, uh, finding creative ways to use uh, just food that might be overlooked, um, just different vegetables, stuff like that. Um, but really, we, we do recipes for everything, whether it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Well, let's, uh, let's hear this now. This is uh, the next segment from uh, UPR's Cropping Up series. In the summer, when... Matt, what has been your favorite specialty crop to prepare over the course of the series? Personally, I've been loving working with the heirloom tomatoes, particularly for pastas and then sandwiches. I also love the peaches. They go so well with French toast, pancakes. Speaking of peaches, it is peach season. So I'm curious, what's your favorite thing to make with peaches? Peaches are so versatile. They're very acidic, but they're very sweet. So I think classic things like peaches and cream on French toast, but you can always take them in a savory direction, make a barbecue sauce or something over pork. Well, looking back over the series, what has been your biggest takeaway? I think just how delicious it is cooking with local crops. There's nothing better than shopping local when you're cooking. Well, I see that you're busy, so we'll let you get back to making that peach French toast, and we'll go find a customer to chat with. Thanks, Emma. Okay, what's your name? Hallie. Hallie, so what are you eating today? I'm eating French toast with snickerdoodle seasoning and peaches and cream. Sounds delicious. What do you think about it? It's very, very good. (laughs) Now, I'm curious. Have you ever heard of the term specialty crops? I have not. I ask this question a lot. So a specialty crop is a term that's used in the agricultural world for fruits and vegetables and things that are nutritionally charged, and we can get them fresh here at stands like this. That's awesome. And can I ask why you decided to come here today instead of like a grocery store to get your produce? I've heard a lot of great things about this, and so I wanted to kind of check it out and see what was so great about it. And I also like supporting local farmers rather than just the big chain stores. Thank you so much, Holly. No problem. (laughs) All right, so speaking of local growers, let's go find one to chat with. I am Jean Davis with Pettingill Fruit Farm in South Willard. Great. So let me ask you a question. How did you decide to get into the world of agriculture, like growing and selling specialty crops? Well, I didn't decide. My father just raised me and taught me how to work real hard and taught me how to sell produce. And so I've done it since I was six years old. That's incredible. So like a family tradition. Yes, he started when he came out of World War II, and we lost him four years ago, but my brother and I, Stephen, are carrying on the tradition. That's amazing. And I know it's been a rough growing year, especially with climate change impacting the growing season. Fruit Way has its own difficulties with development. What are some of those struggles that you have run into? 
Well, the weather is the biggest struggle that we have. We had a frost in April and we are always at the elements. Mother Nature is our boss and sometimes she's not very nice. And then we had the heat of July that caused a lot of the tomato plants to die. And we had a blight that caused them to die. And losing some of the the land around us to homes has just doubled our business here and making it very difficult. But we, we try to keep up and do the best we can. As consumers and the community, how can we help growers and petting gills and places like this? How can we support our local growers? Just by coming and being here and supporting us. And as long as we can get a good product here, I, people are very happy. They're appreciative. I would say nine out of ten people here thank us daily for being here. And they don't want us to sell out. They want us to continue the tradition here of growing and having this wonderful produce for people to, to consume. Yeah, and it's great getting that nutritionally charged, that fresh. I love how fresh it is. Well, if you look at it, most of this produce, I would say 95% has been picked within one day, and it's here to the consumer, straight from the field. These peaches were picked one hour ago that the people are coming to pick up right now. What a great reason to come support local, buy local, support your uh, farmers. We also have, I have about six other growers they bring their product here because they don't have an outlet and it's for like zucchini and green beans and red beets and I just give them a place to sell also because some of those things we just cannot keep up with in the peach season and that just gives us a greater variety here for people. I love it working together as a community to give more to the community. Absolutely it's wonderful. Great well thank you so much. Thank you for, thanks for coming appreciate it. That's another segment from UPR's Cropping Up series. So uh, Emma Parkhurst, you uh, referenced a little bit in that uh, segment some obstacles to, that uh, growers face, including uh, you know, a lady from Pettengill said, uh, Mother Nature's our boss. Yes, that is the truth. Um, working for Extension, you hear constantly about the late freezes affecting the growing season, of course, how hot it was this summer. So a lot of things are out of the control of growers. And that's even a bigger reason for us as consumers and a community to kind of step up and help out in a different area. You know, we can't control Mother Nature, but we can control where we buy our fruits and veggies from. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I've learned, uh, even into the winter months, you can support these these growers. Um, so, Matt, um, I wondered, what's the most popular recipe you've developed? What, what, what do people really respond to? Um, so I think at least at these demos, the, the sandwich that we did, it was a grilled, um, vegetable sandwich. Uh, we, we did an assortment of kohlrabi, squash, zucchini, um, then with pesto, heirloom tomatoes and local arugula, um, kind of as a, a hot sandwich. I feel like that had the best response, um, at least from everyone else. And it was, it was so delicious and people were trying to hand us money to buy the sandwich and, uh, and we had to reassure them no it's, it's a free sample it was it was that good uh let's take another break uh we'll come back here uh, a couple more segments from our cropping up uh, series um and the cropping up series is a partnership with utah state university's hunger solutions institute and create better health utah program made possible through a grant from the utah department of agriculture and food our thanks to Blackstone Products as well. We're talking with uh, Chef Matt Lott from Blackstone Products. We're also talking with Emma Parkhurst, who's the host of these series. Uh, she is a health and wellness expert for USU's Davis County Extension Office. And we have with us in studio UPR's Nick Porth, who has produced uh, this uh, series. Let's hear more following this break.
Thanks for listening to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. We are uh, highlighting specialty crops. Uh, That is what our Cropping Up series uh, is doing. We've just wrapped up the uh, fall season of the series. It'll resume in the spring with some more reporting. And uh, we're featuring these reports on Access Utah today with Emma Parkhurst, who is um, Davis County Extension uh, with the USU's Davis County Extension Office, health and wellness expert there. Uh, UPR's Nick Porath, who's a producer for the series, is with us, and uh, Chef Matt Lott from Blackstone uh, uh, Products. Uh, so I want to start uh, this segment with Emma Parkhurst. Um, I think in every every time you go out, you ask people what's a specialty crop. Um, I think a lot of people don't know, right? That's part of the whole series is educating people what it is. Yeah, exactly. And, and like I mentioned, I myself wasn't too clear what it was before the show. Um, and it's really great now being familiar with that. So now when I see it out in the community, I'm like, oh, especially crops, fresh fruits and veggies, take me that way. Yeah. Now there are, um, you know, you could always grow these uh, products in your garden. Some people do and, and love that. Uh, for some people, that's just too much trouble. So, you know, you support your local growers. Uh, I, I do know that some farmers will let you go out in the field and and pick pick the product. Uh, absolutely fresh. Yeah, that's right. And it it totally depends on the grower, but there's a lot that they'll let you go out there and fill the bucket as much as you can fill it. And it really helps them glean their trees as well, too. So it's a win-win situation. Yeah. Uh, so, Nick Porath, uh, you want to set up this next one uh, here and maybe get to talk about, uh, maybe takes behind the scenes on how you set these things up. Yeah, so this next one we did at the USU Botanical Garden uh, down in Kaysville. And it uh, this one was, I believe this is the one where we address how to help growers outside the growing season. Now, I can't remember if it directly in the segment we address winter markets or if it was Shalane that addressed it in the intro or outro. So I would like to highlight uh, our own Shalane Smith-Needham is also a huge part of this project. She's kind of the head producer. So part of the process would be I would record everything and then kind of edit it down and then she would take on the next process maybe edit it down a little bit more and then she if you've any of our listeners have heard the whole segment uh you may remember hearing her as a part of it she kind of sets it up sets the stage and talks with emma goes a little bit more in depth which honestly if we had more time during this show we probably would have listened to that but we are limited on time but uh yeah i just want to highlight shalane as a part of this uh she's been a huge uh pivotal part but uh yeah she uh helped with the series and yeah i can't remember if we directly addressed the winter markets in this one like i said or if she did but it does give you a glimpse into how to help your producers when it's not necessarily the growing season or when you think it's the growing season but it might be of something that you don't know of okay yeah thanks for uh, remembering shalane smith needham yeah uh, there's uh, the lead producer on this okay well let's hear this this is uh, this one uh, episode was recorded at the uh, usu botanical center farmers market in kaysville so what are, you, what are you making here today? So today we are going to make some veggie tortellini as well as a veggie grilled cheese sandwich. Ooh, that sounds delicious. And I see that you guys got a Purdue haul from the growers. How much did that cost you? Great question. So we got three aluminum trays full of vegetables and that costs about $15. That's a lot less than I spend in the grocery store. So there's a lot of benefit to buying fresh specialty crops just straight from the grower. Absolutely, yeah. So then in your opinion, why is fresh produce a better option than, say, frozen or canned? 
I think the reason why fresh is better is because the growers really do put their love in their effort when they grow the produce. And then secondly, kind of time is of the essence. So the quicker you cook it, the fresher it'll taste. So I've tried fresh produce, I've tried frozen, I've tried canned food. I think it's just fresh, just tastes better. I totally agree. I think there's just a crispness to fresh produce. A lot of times using that frozen, it's a little mushy. And you get to see the growers themselves, you know, the people who made it, kind of talk to them, ask them about their process, uh, what else they're, you know, growing. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, so let's go talk to one of those producers. Those vegetables look delicious. So what's your name and who are you with? I'm Jan Sheets. This is Jan's Produce. I'm two and a half blocks off Main Street in Kaysville. That's awesome. So you're like local, local to this yes, market. We saw that you sold some specialty crops to Blackstone, such as onions, cucumber, corn. Can I ask you, why did you decide to get involved in growing specialty crops like that? I took the Master Gardeners program back in 1996, and I went garden mad. And next thing I knew, I had too much produce and didn't know what to do with it all. And so when they started this market, I was one of the very first who came into the market. I've been here every year since, I don't know, 13 or 14 years. Wow, that's really cool. As a grower, why do you think people should make an effort to buy local fresh produce? It tastes so much better. It's so much fresher. It doesn't get trucked in from a thousand miles away, and it's not already a week old before you get it. Yes, definitely. When farmer's market season is over, how can people still support growers and continue to buy fresh produce straight from the grower? Well, if they're interested, I have a, a business card, and they can give me a call. And uh, if they want things, particularly if it's in quantity. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. So it looks like the food is almost ready over at the Blackstone Demo. So let's head on over there and see what they're cooking up and how people like it. All right. So what's your name? Jerry. Jerry. So tell us what you're eating. I see you got a sample from the Blackstone Demo. It's tortellini fried on the griddle with onions. And it looks like some noodles and vegetables. Ooh, it sounds delicious. It smells delicious. So did you know they actually use some fresh produce purchased here at the market? What do you think about that, having that fresh vegetable in there? Does it make a difference? Yes, always. We grow a garden for that very reason. My grandkids call it the farm, and it's not a farm, but we do have a big garden, so they know where food comes from. Speaking of food and the things that you grow in your garden, can I ask you, do you know what the term specialty crops refers to? Or are you familiar with that at all? Not until today. Just now. I haven't, I mean, those, all of those crops we grow, but I consider them mainstream because that's what we've done forever. Yeah, and I think when people hear the term specialty crops, they're kind of like, what are you talking about? When in reality, it's, it's really a lot of produce, right? Mm -hmm. It's anything that yeah. you can grow that's to eat. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Because it's so inclusive, when I think of specialty, I think it must be a very narrow categorization, and it wasn't. It was pretty broad. Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you so much. Absolutely. Good day to you. So there's another segment from our Cropping Up uh, series. Uh, so, Matt, uh, there was a chef featured there. It wasn't you. Uh, I guess this is a colleague. Uh, yeah, so that was my, uh, my colleague, Yusuf. He's one of our uh, social media managers. He was just out there uh, giving a helping out with the, the program, giving out samples, and uh, explaining the specialty crops. Yeah. We're near the end of the program, Matt. Uh, anything you'd like to say, you know, uh, tout Blackstone and then the recipes there? Um, I, I just want to say it's been so much fun uh, getting out there and, and helping out in the community, bringing awareness to specialty crops, and it's been good to, you know, also bring awareness to our brand and kind of show how uh, versatile it, it can be, and really you can use it, um, use a Blackstone griddle uh, wherever you're going. 
a big shout out to Bill Blackstone. Not only has Matt uh, been going out helping us with this, but uh, Blackstone provided a, a griddle that uh, we did as a giveaway. So that was that was fun. Um, so uh, we we thank uh, uh, Chef. Um, Matt here for for helping us out here. Uh, so Emma Parkhurst, um, near the end of the program here, I, I want to just fit this in just a, a couple minutes here. Um, there's a lot of things specialty crops can do, including, I guess, addressing food insecurity. Yeah, absolutely. So um, at the very beginning of this program, we were talking with Heidi LeBlanc about how food insecurity and nutrition insecurity are big issues, right? Um, sometimes it's not the issue of I don't have access to food because food can be all sorts of different things, right? It can be convenience food, things that are not as nutritionally charged. But when it comes to nutrition insecurity, not everybody has access to these fresh, these fresh items. And so bringing awareness to specialty crops will hopefully, you know, really show the importance of supporting these growers, um, encouraging growers to keep on growing so we have access to these locally grown products here in the state, and so more people can have access to it. Well, we appreciate you being involved with this uh, with this project and being on with us uh, today. Uh, Nick Porath, uh, we'll give you the final word. What uh, I guess we're, we're looking forward to this uh, series continuing in the spring. That's right, yeah. Um, our, uh, our own news director, Sherry Quinn, will be picking up the next half of the segment in the spring. But uh, my biggest takeaway from doing this, I think, was just really just seeing the... Uh, I don't know, just the importance, the the biggest benefits economically and health-wise of just local produce. You know, you don't think that fruits and vegetables and things like you get in the store, uh, you, you know, you don't think that they get shipped in thousands of miles on a truck. But, you know, if you just go to your farmer's market on Saturday morning, you can get fresh grown, you know, by essentially by your neighbor. And, you know, you're not only supporting local, but you're, you know, you're, you're supporting the local economy, you're supporting your health. And it's, I don't know, it just, it kind of, it brought it home to me because I, I had been out of the mar- farmer's market circuit for a little while. And so it, it just kind of reminded me, I'm like, oh yeah, there's all this stuff at our disposal. And it's like all just right here, a few blocks away. And, and it, it really, it doesn't break the bank either. Like Matt had stated early in the program, it, it's, it's surprising how much fresh produce you can get for a, a decent price. And again, yeah, you're supporting local growers and supporting your health. Well, we uh, thank our guests. Uh, we've had with us uh, Chef Matt Lott from Blackstone Products. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Emma Parkhurst, who is a, U- a USU professional practice assistant professor and health and wellness expert for USU's Davis County Extension Office. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And uh, Nick Porath, thank you. Thank you. Good to be on the other side of the glass. That's that's right, yeah. Um, our thanks to producer for today, uh, Stephen Rigby, as well. And uh, we'll go out as we always do on Wednesdays with Beehive Archive.